So this is interesting. I, I, I was today years old when I found out that this particular act was supposed to be good luck. And uh, I, I don't under... Okay. Yesterday I got pooped on. <laughs> Not by my kids, <laughs> which has happened, but by a bird. I like when you just cut right to the quick. I mean... Yesterday I got pooped on. I got pooped on. I got yep. pooped on yesterday by a bird. Mm-hmm. By flying over. So we were outside playing. I was outside for five minutes. Five minutes into playtime, I got pooped on. And I was like, okay, so this is how the day's going to go. That's all it takes. It streaked down on my shoulder and what have you, and then landed on my forearm. Good times. So, of course, before I wipe it up, I take a picture of it. Right. As you do. And I posted it on Facebook, and I said I got pooped on. And everybody was like, it's it's good luck. You're supposed to play the lotto. I played the lotto, and I didn't win. I've never heard that. I got that. pooped on, and then I didn't win the lotto. I've... Is that the first time you've ever been pooped on? Oh, no. By by Mother Nature? No. Wow. <laughs> I guess I'm not out in nature enough. It happened no. to me once. <laughs> and I was about 20, and I was standing in line at the Regency Theater. I remember this distinctly, because we just walked out of dinner. We're getting in line at the Regency Theater to watch a movie, and I got pooped on. And there was just no way to play it off, <laughs> because it did not hit my arm. It did not hit my shoulder. What did it hit your mouth? It hit my forehead. <laughs> and she's, my date is looking at me and her eyes get really wide. <laughs> and I hear people start giggling in the background. You just, you don't walk that off. No. You don't walk it off. You just go, you throw your hands up and go, you know, it happens, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah. Um, and I can tell you firsthand, I didn't feel lucky at all about that. No. We are actually obligated to share the news with you uh not all of it's going to be good Mm -hmm. uh, but we also um try to suss out some feel-good stories absolutely and it's nice that we can find uh celebrities that are out there doing good Mm -hmm. for the betterment of mankind during this pandemic for instance elton john is putting up one million dollars to help prevent people with hiv from getting covid19 man because their immune system is already super compromised it is yes uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Jennifer Aniston, they gave a $10,000 Postmates gift card to a nurse who got the cor- uh, coronavirus. They're also giving gift cards to all the other nurses on her floor. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady's donating $10 million, or Tom, I'm sorry, $10 million meals, even above that, to people in need. Wow. $10 million meals. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler. Howie Mandel, some other comics, they raised more than $300,000 for struggling comedians during an online charity event called Laugh-Aid. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Miley Cyrus and Cody Simpson delivered 120 tacos to healthcare workers at a local hospital, but not before Miley gave Cody a, a buzz cut for some reason. Because you can't see your, your barbers. So I've actually asked Josh if I could give him a, a haircut, and he mm-hmm. said, back up. <laughs> back up. <laughs> Do you use scissors or are you a shear? I have shears. Kind of, kind of I have shears and we have, um, like, you know, his, um, whatever, his razor. Do you have experience? I've cut his hair before. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's just not having it right now. No. Gotcha. Um, Astros pitcher Justin Verlander is donating his weekly paychecks to the cor- uh, corona. I-, I don't know why I have such a hard time saying it. Coronavirus relief effort, which mm-hmm. I think is uh, pretty neat. Yeah, and then the Indianapolis Colts owner, Jim Ursay, is donating... 10,095 masks, which is what the nurses and the healthcare providers need. There you go. Yes. Well, keep up the good work there, fellow celebrities. Fellow celebrities, like we're celebrities. Oh, no. No, no. I I regret that. (laughs)
I regret you regretting. Now, this story that you're about to share with us, that that's that's real friendship right there. It is real friendship. So, um, Ian Chan was sheltering in place in San Francisco, and he took a delivery of a roll of toilet paper via drone. So, Chan shared video of the of this drone. It was on Twitter and explained what was going on. So he says, when you need that TP, but Amazon is out and you're supposed to leave your, you're not supposed to leave your house. <laughs> Tech San Francisco doesn't fail. Thank you, Chenosaurus, for the speedy cross city delivery. I owe you. So somebody on the other side of the city, David Chen, said, I got you, bro. That's a lot of. And he delivered it via drone across the city of San Francisco. And San Francisco is not easy to traverse, having been there probably hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah. That is a tricky city to get around. Um, yeah. And they there, it's not like there's a shortage of, of tall buildings there either. Right. So he did it, and there's video on Twitter of him doing it. So I immediately texted Josh. He hasn't gotten back to me yet because, you know, toddlers. But um, and asking because we have a drone. Oh, nice! So I'm wondering if I could do an experiment and deliver maybe toilet paper to somebody via my drone. Send have, it my way. You need it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's you going from need- Peoria to EP, so you always need it. Well, if they can do from if they can do from one end of San Francisco yeah. to the other, I think we, we don't can... have as high tech of a drone as he does. I think his might have a little GPS oh, situation on it. We don't have that. I had one, and I'll tell you what, that mailbox just came out of nowhere. Thinking, <laughs> a mailbox? But, uh, How low were you flying? <laughs> apparently, I was flying at about two feet, <laughs> and I thought I was at about two hundred feet. <laughs> Man, this is a dude. Oh no! Yep. No, no. Maya, uh, how do I put this? I, I'm lacking in depth perception. <laughs> a little bit. Crying little out bit. loud. We're discussing peeps. Your favorite. I hate them. Oh boy. However, it's probably the biggest. I would say Easter candy staple minus the chocolate bunnies. I'm, I was always a fan of the chocolate bunnies. My favorite was the vin- the white chocolate bunnies. Those say are, what now? Those are my favorite. Ba- the white chocolate bunnies? Those are your jam? Yeah, oh yeah. White chocolate? Oh, yeah. Were they hollow? Some. I always felt bad because I'd, I'd always start with the ears. I start with the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Peter Cotton. Ow! <laughs> but the peeps, though, I don't eat. I blow them up. However, there's 17 of the current peep flavors. That uh, the Thrillist.com has ranked. Okay. The, Dr. Chris, if you're listening, you can <laughs> nod along or shake your head vigorously mm. as to what you do and do not agree with. Right. The five best are, according to Thrillist.com, chocolate caramel swirl. These are peeps, peeps? flavors. Yeah. Never heard of that. Right. Strawberry dipped in fudge. Oh. Coconut dipped in dark chocolate. Oh, like a mounds. Chocolate pudding. <laughs> Party cake. Yeah. My favorite. Burt melted after you blew them up in the microwave. <laughs> well, I've not, I've not heard of the top five. Uh, and the five worst are fruit punch, sour watermelon, blue raspberry, raspberry dipped in fudge, and root beer float. Okay, I can't imagine any of that is wrong. But why? The caramel chocolate swirl sounds good. I the, get, does it? Yeah. The chocolate, Peeps? the chocolate, dark Peeps? chocolate dip, dipped in coconut. I might oh. be, I might be floating to the dark side with Doctor Chris on those top five. Mm. I don't appreciate the <laughs> fact that these have all these different flavors. 
<laughs> I, you know what? Honestly, I thought it was just marshmallow and sugar. That's I, just me. I just thought it was the pink and the yellow. <laughs> well, they spread out to blue now, so they Apparently. have they have expanded. Haddads. I had a really good experience with Haddads. They've been they were awesome when I did my grocery pickup, and I got some grapes from them and things like that. So when you do have to get your groceries, like we've been we've been doing the thing where well I've been trying to, but there's just with kids, it's hard to do this. Where it's called the the empty your freezer and cupboard challenge, where you're just making meals and meals and meals until, until everything's you run out. gone, okay, completely gone. So we try and do that, but when you do that, it's important to make your groceries last a little bit longer, sure. obviously. So they are, um, have come up with some ways in order to do that. For instance, you said even off the air that you've always put a paper towel in with your lettuce or spinach. Sure. Yeah, because it absorbs the extra moisture and it keeps the greens from getting soggy and gross, which is nice. Now uh, rewrap your block of cheese. It's better if it gets a tiny bit of air, so put in something more breathable than plastic wrap, like wax paper, which I didn't know, and then put the whole thing inside a partially open plastic bag. It also tastes better that way. Do you buy blocks of cheese? I usually buy, like, the, the, the Sargento and in, in the resealable right. packages. Yeah, I usually get those. However, um, we reorganized our cabinets recently, and I found our, like, cheese grater. Oh. And so I was like, ooh, that looks fun. <laughs> so those things are a pain in the butt to clean, though. <laughs> uh, they are. They really are. But they're a lot of fun to use them. Freeze leftover broth and ice cube trays. I would have never thought to do that. A lot of recipes only call for like a little bit of chicken stock. So don't waste a whole bottle. Freeze the rest so it's easy to use later. Just don't get, you know, a little bit torched and then <laughs> go to grab the ice. And all of a sudden you're making yourself a, um, a, a rum and coke. And you go... Why does this taste like chicken noodle soup? <laughs> Is this supposed to be healthy? <laughs> uh, store fresh herbs the way you store fresh flowers. Keep them upright in a glass with a little water in the bottom. It's the easiest way to lengthen their shelf life. I would have never thought about that mm. either. And then dry your produce really well after you wash it. So, uh, like I was telling you off the air, when I usually get, like, I got my grapes, I wash them. I did not dry them, though. I washed them and, like, rinsed them off after I washed them and then put them in a Pyrex. But they say to make sure that you dry your produce because it'll make it last a lot longer. What do you do? Because I really just, I'm bothered by people coming up, oh, the close talkers. Anyways, I hated them regardless. And now you're supposed to be six feet away and some people are just still not doing that. So when people get too close, mm-hmm. you just, you aren't having it. No. But it's, you know, it. you, you want to be able to be respectful and keep, and, and, and have them keep their distance. Mm-hmm. But how do you do it with without offending somebody? Exactly. Uh, and that really is the that's the point. So I, I, I think that as human beings, mm-hmm. we should we should take after our cat friends. Yes. And when somebody gets too close to you, you just drop a... Nice. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to start doing now. Hey, Steph, can I talk yeah. to you for just a second? <laughs> I'll come back. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, we sit, we sit in the pit and we're part of the creative team. And so I think anytime the sales come in now... Hey, I want to talk to you. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And just stare at him like cats do. And that, that should work, you would think, right? I would think so. So I think that's what hey, we're going to Hey, did you get say. a chance to read that email? Hey, Steph, did you get a chance to read that? No, no, no. No, all right. Okay. I'm fine. We're good. We can do this later. You know what? It's not a coin flip. The deliciousness of KFC. I don't eat it often, but when I do, I beat it up. Oh man! I beat that it up like it so good. Like right it now. talked about my mom. Oh man, it sounds so good. So this guy <laughs> is in the same boat as us. Dan Fell from Warwickshire, England, 
says he spent 18 months trying to figure out how to perfectly recreate the recipe for KFC fried chicken. Wow. 18 months. That's dedication. And he thinks he's finally got it. So he either figured out the 11 herbs and spices or he came close enough. You can't even tell the difference. He said he ate a piece of his and a piece of theirs. You cannot tell the difference. That's impressive. So the thing is, um, he's sharing it with everybody on Twitter. He's just giving it away? He's giving the recipe away. Is there any legal ramifications for that? It doesn't say that there is because... He's not saying it's the exact thing. He's saying that he thinks he's come close to it. Okay. So, I would think that, that, well, obviously the 11 original herbs and spices is a trademarked right. thing. But if if he's not directly stealing the exact ingredients, then... Right. He says that he he doesn't, yeah. He's, he doesn't know if they're the exact thing. But when you taste his chicken compared to KFC's, you can't tell a difference. Now the only problem is, how do we get to England's to try it? Right. Well, he gave the recipe away on Twitter, so we can just... Make it? Yeah. Ourselves. Right. You're looking at the wrong dude. Right. Josh will. Josh perfected the recipe for these this zesty uh, boneless or the zesty wings, like chicken wings. Yeah. And he can make that, but it takes it, it takes them literally all day. starts in the morning, and then they're not done until night. So he would do this, but yeah. I'll just hit a drive-thru. For real, though. Don't have to go to England's. Right. Don't have to make it myself. I'll just no. hit a drive-thru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taste that delicious kernel. Yeah, yeah. With the mashed potatoes and gravy, though? Best, best, best ever. Definitely have a tale for you. Okay. It is a tale of woe. Oh. Oh. So during these last couple songs, you know, I get up, I like stretch my legs a little bit. Yeah. So I walk back to the kitchen area, and I saw a very, very sad sight. What's that? I glanced into the vending machine, as I want to do every morning, even though I never buy anything. Right. And what I saw was a tale of loneliness. Oh. Desolation. Oh. Despair! <laughs> there are like four things in there now. <laughs> what are they? One of them was like a sad little bag of cashews. Oh, no. There's like a stray pack of Big Red. Wait, are the cashews going nuts being in there by oh, themselves? Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, no! <laughs> to answer your question, they probably are. Because I thought for sure when I walked past it, because I, then I look into the our sodas and water, mm-hmm. and there's like three random bottles of Diet A&W. Oh, that's and, and smart. I, and I can hear them going, Hey! <laughs> where is everyone? Why haven't we gotten any new friends? <laughs> Usually there's cupcakes and Danish and right. Hostess pies and Doritos, Doritos and Funyuns. The Funyuns are sold out, but I get left. <laughs> you can thank me for that. I'm a Funyun fan. Ugh. But it's just it's sad. You walk in there, and it's like the <laughs> friends. I mean, this thing is. It's not only affecting humans; it's affecting our our, our salty snacks. So. Oh, in hopes of so poor nuts and <laughs> a- diet A&W. So yes, in hopes that's a rough one. of getting new friends for our snacks. Let's get through this coronavirus as fast as we can. Yes, we can. Because uh, yeah, I hate to see that. That's poor a sad, pals. sad, sad state you of affairs. Probably go bite them. <laughs> <laughs> and music is said to soothe the soul. It absolutely is. Thank goodness, and that's what we need right now. So the British Academy of Sound Therapy observed. 
7,500 people to see how long it takes music to have that therapeutic effect mm-hmm. to kind of calm you. They found um, if you're feeling sad or stressed, it takes about 13 minutes to pull you out of it. So That's not bad. No, maybe like seven, six songs maybe, or 13 minutes, five songs. Maybe. Yeah. Depending Four on what songs. you're listening to. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a Rush song, one song. One song. <laughs> uh, the best type of music to help you relax is something with a slow tempo. Tempo. A sm- simple melody and maybe no lyrics. So like Enya. Enya <laughs> oh. <laughs> gives me anxiety. Uh, 89% of people in the study said that they listen to music for their own personal well-being, which I totally do. So it's something a lot of us already are doing before all this. Now, 81% of specifically use it to boost happiness. So 47% are going to use it to help process certain negative emotions. And 33% of us use it to help us concentrate. When you listen, what do you, what do you, what do you put on? Uh, depends. I listen to everything. Classical. I listen to like rock. I listen to country. When I want, when I want like a beachy vibe, like a, a good vibe. I listen to country. Yeah. Dirk Bentley, Zach Brown Band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my jam. Gotcha. When I just want to be like happy, go on a walk and things like that. So you're not throwing on like Metal Church or Testament or anything like that. No, I listen to <laughs> Slipknot when I lift and I'm in the gym. Well, yeah, that's good aggro music. It gets yeah. you fired up. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to sit. And, I'm not no. going to sit and just go. Okay, I need to unwind. I need to listen and then just chill. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. No, no that's Zach Brown, man. That's Dirk Bentley. <laughs> no Cookie Monster rock here. No <laughs> Cookie Monster rock. <laughs>